Hi, I'm Diane Cassidy. I'm a lactation consultant in Rochester, New York. Hi, I'm Abby Thiering. I am a blogger, the badass breastfeeder, and I'm a mother in Chicago, Illinois. So we are going to talk to you a little bit about breastfeeding, obviously breastfeeding, but Abby and I met at a conference where Abby was one of the keynote speakers talking a little bit about how she got into being such a breastfeeding advocate. And um, I was one of the presenters of a breakout session talking about support for breastfeeding moms and just kind of thought this would be great to put out there, you know, our knowledge, our support and everything that we have to put it together and just kind of share the info and and share the support that we have together. So Abby's going to tell you a little bit about how she came into this world, not into the world, but into (laughs) breastfeeding, Um, because it's one of those things I've kind of found along the way that it's kind of a club, you know, like you don't grow up saying, this is what I want to do for a living. I want to be this breastfeeding advocate for the rest of my life. Like it's definitely a passion. It's something that you, you just get when you become a mom. So I would love for Abby to tell you about how she came into it. And then I will talk a little bit about how I came into it. Great. Yes, I would love to do that. Um, so I, uh, before I became a mother, I was a social worker And that was also something that I kind of fell into. And when I was, you know, growing up, I, I wasn't that great in school. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really good at math. I wasn't really good at science. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't, there were all these, you know, everybody had these dreams and, you know, I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go study psychology because people are interesting to me. And so I, I, I did that and I, I, um, found myself just kind of, uh, attracted to adolescence, you know, like just that's the stage of adolescence. And I decided I wanted to work with, uh, teenagers. And so I, so I, I got a job as a social worker working with teenagers. And I was like, I, through my career, I was everything from a case manager to a supervisor and a therapist and all of that along the way. But, um, I was exposed to um, levels of abuse and neglect that I didn't know existed. I had, you know, I grew up just this kind of, you know, middle America, white neighborhood, this, you know, all the houses were the same and all the lawns were square. Stafford. I, I didn't, <laughs> what did you say? Stafford family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we weren't that scary, but yeah. <laughs> We were, but yeah, it was like, you know, everything was kind of just, it was kind of, there weren't any, you know, big highs or lows in my childhood. And I started working with these kids who, who had suffered just, you know, like I said, abuse and neglect that I didn't know was out there. And, um, so when I became pregnant, I thought, okay, well, I know how I'm going to raise my child. Um, I'm going to be, you know, this kind of parent, and I'm going to, you know, my kids are going to be, you know, they're going to turn out this way and I'm going to act this way. And I just had it all figured out. I've, I, you know, I always have everything figured out along the way. It's like, I know exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> and then, 
and then it happens. And then it's like, you know, then every once in a while, you know, whatever happens in my world falls apart because it turns out I don't know anything. And so I had my first son, I had my first son after 14 years as a social worker. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go and I'm going to go have this baby and I'll be right back and don't, you know, (laughs) it'll be fine. My, my, you know, this coworker is like, oh, I'll quit my job here and then I'll be your babysitter. And I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's being totally normal and fine. And, um, so I went, I had, I worked up until the day before I, I gave birth and then, you know, I'm in the hospital and they hand me this little baby. And then like, I have no idea, like, you know, what I'm doing or, you know, all these plans that I had didn't make any sense because I've been working with teenagers. Right. So now I have this baby and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I know what to do with a teenager who's like trying to throw a chair at me, but I don't know what to do with this like little baby. And then there was breastfeeding, which turned out to be, you know, just the most upsetting thing of my life. I I knew I wanted to breastfeed and I didn't know anything about it. I was just, you know, I was heard like, um, you know, people were like, oh, you know, it's kind of hard. So you just have to like, you just have to like, you know, really try hard. And I'm like, yeah, you know, okay, I can try hard. Um, And so from I, a few hours after he was born, they said, you know, your baby is hungry and you are not making enough milk for your baby. And so you need to give him formula. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to give him formula. The book told me not to do that. They said, don't do the formula thing. Cause that'll make breastfeeding harder. And so I'm just telling, you know, I'm like, I can't do that. And they're like, well, you know, he's crying cause he's hungry. Which now I know is a crock of... A crock, yes. A crock. Mm-hmm. Because how are you hungry when you're like, when you've sucked me dry for the past three months of my pregnancy and it's two hours and now, you have, now you're have you hungry? Right. No. No. And full of um, fluid in that tiny belly and no. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was, I was, it was, it was one of those, it was, it was that thing where, where it was like, um things kind of, uh, what do they call that? Like they, things kind of snowballed. So first I was, you know, I was a week over my, past my due date and they were like, well, you know, we really should induce you. I was not, I had not dilated at at all. I had not effaced. There was nothing. There was no signs of this baby at all. They did a stress test and everything was fine, but they were like, okay, well, it's a week over and we're going to, we're going to induce you. So I was induced and gave birth to this baby that wasn't ready to be born. Mm-hmm. I did the um, same exact and, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so then of course there's like, then there's problem there, you know, then there, then, then there's a bunch of problems now. There is. Yeah. So, okay. So we get through this. And so I'm like every day I'm breastfeeding him and I'm, and I'm supplementing with formula from the get go. And they send me home with like garbage bags of formula and I feel like I won the lottery. I'm like, Oh, look at all this free stuff we're getting. <laughs> and they, and I, and I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm doing the like little formula, you know, breastfeed for 20 minutes on each breast and then feed the bottle. And he's getting more and more unhappy at my breast. And I'm like, Oh my God, he hates me. And I sat, I sat 
up, I mean, there was probably two months where I sat up every night, like just freaking out. I mean, I was freaking out. I have no idea why I didn't just say, well, forget it. I'll just give him formula. What's the big deal? There was just, and I can't, to this day, I can't explain it. I don't know why I wanted to fight so hard for it. I have no idea why um, it was so important to me. But I just couldn't give it up, and it was driving me crazy, and it was driving me, it was driving me mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Google, Googling everything from why does my baby hate me, you know, what, like, these just asinine things. And and I, I ended up you know, finding this world of, cause there's also all these other things. Why won't my baby sleep? Why can't I put him in his crib? When I put him down, how come he keeps waking up? You know, it's like you, I, I've seen, I've watched movies my whole life. I know how babies are supposed to act. This baby was not acting at all. Like they do in sitcoms or movies, you know, like he's crying. He's not sleeping. He's just like up all the time. Right. And every time I, you know, he, <laughs> So I find, so I find this whole, you know, I find this thing called attachment parenting and it's all about like, well, you know, your baby's going to sleep better on your breast because that's just how they're wired. And, you know, formula, supplementing with formula is actually going to drag your milk supply down. It's not going to help at all. And I'm like, oh my God, these are all the answers. Oh my God. And I finally, I didn't, I'd never heard of a lactation consultant. I'd never heard of that in my entire life. Started hearing about lactation consultant. I called the the leche league and this woman it was she changed everything it was like after one conversation it was like all completely different i was like oh this is okay we can do this we're just gonna like slowly get off the formula and slowly build up my milk supply and we're gonna you know and after like a few weeks i was exclusively breastfeeding And I was like, and I'm not going back to work because I don't have my head in this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I was going to stay home. And so, and then I, then, and then, so everything's great. I'm feeling like the, you know, most amazing person ever. I'm like, I'm just so cool. This is so awesome. Um, and then this woman that, or this, the woman who does my hair, actually, I was getting my hair done and she's like, I was telling her all these stories and she's like, you, these are really funny stories. You should write a blog. And I was like, that sounds dumb. <laughs> well, I don't want to write a blog. That the, like, the only time I'd ever heard of blogs was just like people who were like blogging about food and stuff. I'd never heard of somebody just blogging about their life. And, and then I was like, okay, well, I don't know. I don't think I'll do that. And then I posted a photo posted this photo of myself breastfeeding. I was so happy to be breastfeeding. And I posted this photo of me breastfeeding in this mommy support group and people freaked out. They were like, that's disgusting. Why are you posting that here? You should be using a cover. It was a picture of me in the park. And they were like, that's crazy. Like, why are you posting that? Why are you doing that? That's so weird that you would do that. And I'm like, what? I mean, like before I had kids, I used to like put my boobs out all the time. No one had a problem with that. No one ever told me to put them away. Nobody ever said that was disgusting. You know, I mean, like my favorite thing to do was walk around like with like booty shorts and like a tank top. Right. I never had any. Nobody ever said like, oh, why are you? Why you have so much skin showing? Oh, that's disgusting. Why are you out at the park with no clothes on? I never heard that ever. But then I was breastfeeding my baby at the park and it was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that. 
And so now I'm like, oh, I had no idea there was like politics to this breastfeeding stuff. Well, <laughs> now I was like, and now I was like, okay, this is cool. This, oh, it's on. Now it's a it's mission. It's so on. Yeah. It's so on. I'm now I'm so totally going to write that blog and I'm going to start this Facebook page and I'm going to post as many breastfeeding photos as I can and fill up people's news feeds with breastfeeding photos. And, you know, a friend of mine was like, you should do that and you should call it the badass breastfeeder. And I was like, um, yeah, I, I should. should. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's like, people are really attracted to the name. I think it's very empowering. And, you know, so then, so then I was doing this and I'm, you know, I'm enjoying it and I'm like, wow, this is like, there's so many. And then, and then it's like, wow, people were sharing. It was amazing to hear, like I was shared my breastfeeding story about all the, like that, how hard it was. And all these people were like, oh my God, I went through the exact same thing. And I'm like, holy crap, there's all these people going through the same thing. And then I'm telling them about, like, how people were saying my breastfeeding photo was disgusting. Like, oh, my God, you know, I heard that, too. Or my dad said that to me or my grandpa said that to me or somebody said that to me at the, at the mall. And I'm like, wow, okay, there's a lot of people out here going through the same thing. And so then I kind of found myself in this role of, like, being an advocate. And I thought, well, this is funny because I've been doing that my whole adult life. You know, I, as a social worker, like here I am doing the exact same thing. I just can't get away from this field. And so it just turned into, you know, it's totally turned into an extension of what I've always done, advocating for people. And, um, you know, it's through the whole process of parenting and breastfeeding and learning a whole different use for my body. You know, that's something that I never in 35 years never thought like that my body was for anything besides sex. I never, never occurred to me. Like I saw probably if somebody said like, how do you feed a baby? I'd be like, oh, with your boobs. Like I know it. I'm not, you know, I get it. But I never thought that that's what I would do with my body or that it would be such a big deal. And, you know, it's like the whole process of becoming empowered through, you know, parenthood and breasting is like, it goes, it's through so many levels, like who, who you are as a woman in society and like how, how, what your body what your body means to you. And then you start to learn how your how the female body is so misused in society. And, you know, you just keep peeling back the onion. You think you're at the middle and it's like, it just keeps going and going and going. And so that's kind of what I do. And it, it's, I was, I was, it's funny cause I was looking through my blog today and I can go through, I was looking through, I was, I was looking for, I don't know what I was looking for. I was looking for a post, but I was scrolling through all the posts and they're in chronological, chronological order. And you can see through my posts, like what I'm thinking about at that time. Cause there'll be like five posts in a row about like the female body and like, you know, misogyny or something. Yeah. And then like you go back a little bit more Then there's like this whole section about other stuff. So I know like, I guess it's like my blog sort of just reflects whatever I'm thinking about or whatever I'm, whatever kind of process of growth I'm kind of going through. I just put it out there. And so I guess that's... Yeah, a lot of... You're probably reaching, I don't know how many other tons of people that are thinking the same thing and feeling the same thing at the same time and during their right. parenthood journey. Right. And I think that that's exactly... Yeah, that's exactly right. Because, you know, you, everybody who lives, especially lives in America, every woman is going to have this idea of her body as being her breast being over-sexualized because that's just how it is here. And then, so when you then start breastfeeding a baby, it's like, maybe not everybody goes through the exact same thing, but 
but there's something that you go through, you know? And so there's always going to be something, yeah, that we're all, that we're all going to relate to along the way. And it's so, I don't even know the words to describe it because like you said, we know it's like, okay, we know that this is what our body is for, but if we do it, we feel awkward about it and we don't want other people to know that we're doing it. But if we don't say that we're breastfeeding, then we feel bad that we're not doing that for our baby. It's such a twisted process, whole thing. Yeah. So it's um, amazing the way you came came into it all. You know, kind of really not knowing what you were getting into and figuring out the whole like this is where I need to be. And it was kind of the same way for me. And as you were telling your story, and I remember bits and pieces of it from, um, from the, the conference, but I don't remember you, I don't even know if you mentioned about you being a week overdue and all of that stuff. Um, I was a week overdue with my first one as well. And it was a little bit different because I was just getting out of the military at the time. Um, his father and I, um, we were married at the time and, we were both just getting out of the army. My first son was, you know, not, it was a very unexpected surprise, but we were planning to move like as soon as he was born and he was a week late. So my biggest concern was we have to be out of North Carolina by the beginning of August. So like this baby has to be born. And that's where my focus was. I wasn't thinking about much else. And I remember thinking, you know, gosh, well, how do I feed him? Do I give him? Cause I knew nothing. I was in a, army town away from my family. I didn't take any classes. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know the doctors very well. I was just kind of like going with it. And I remember saying to my mom, I I think I'm going to breastfeed. And she goes, well, it didn't work for me. It's probably not going to work for you. And I remember at that moment when she said that clear as day, like it was yesterday, thinking to myself, just because you said that, I'm going to have to make it work. Just because you made it sound like I can't do it, I'm going to have to try to make it work. But I didn't really know how else to feed him. I was like, well, how do I know what kind of formula to feed him and how much formula to feed him and how does that work and how do I make a bottle and how hot should it be? And there was, that just seemed too complicated for me. Like I just, it seemed like too much. I'm like, I'll just breastfeed him. I was not a happy breastfeeding person, especially for the first several months. I don't remember a lot of the first few days because I was so focused on we need to move out of North Carolina like, because we had to be gone. We, did, we would not have a place to live come August 1st, and he was born on July 22nd. So that was really where my, my focus was. Um, we moved back up to New York State. So it was three days in the car. We stopped every two hours to breastfeed this baby. And it was it was a, just a blur and postpartum issues. And I was miserable. And it was just so much going on. And I remember thinking that I wasn't enjoying the breastfeeding at all. I felt alone. I really felt isolated and alone. And there was just so much happening. And I remember thinking, like, there's no way I can do this for six months. Like, I can't even believe I need to try to, to, try to do this. This is so hard. Um, but knew also kind of like how you're saying there's, for some reason I kept going, you know, for some reason, something was telling me you can't stop because you'll regret it. 
And I knew Mm -hmm. in the back of my head, like, if I don't do that, if I stop and I just go to bottles and just kind of, you know, give, throw in the towel, I'm really going to regret it later on. So I kept going and, you know, we kind of got past it and it really turned out to be a, a good relationship with my son with breastfeeding. And, um, I think it's, I think it saved a lot of us. There was not a lot of bonding in the beginning because there were so much other things in the background for us. So that was our bonding. And I hate to think of what would have happened or what our relationship would be like if we didn't have that. Because I think that was a huge, huge part of me being able to bond with him. Um, then I had twins uh, two years later. He had just, Nathan had just turned two when my twins were born. And I remember people saying to me, you're not going to try to breastfeed these twins, are you? And I was like... <laughs> Um, yes, because I'm not going to buy formula for two babies. So it's going to have to work. And of course, you know, the biggest concern is you're not going to have enough milk for two babies. That's not going to work. How is this going to work? Um, had these two babies. It was really difficult in the beginning. Not going to lie. Um, we did struggle in the beginning, supplemented, used formula a little bit, really, but there was no help, you know, and there and they're, you know, my twins are 14 now and 14 years ago, I don't even think I saw a lactation consultant in the hospital, to be honest with you. I don't remember seeing anybody. So I'm trying to do this on my own. Nobody wants to talk to the girl that's breastfeeding twins. It's like a circus show. So (laughs) I go to my pediatrician who also says, you don't have to fully breastfeed. You can breastfeed one feeding and maybe formula feed the next feeding. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I know she just wanted to take the pressure off but that wasn't what I wanted. So then I kind of felt like, well, okay, I guess I'll have to figure this out. And again, figure it out because there wasn't a lot of help. And we just kind of buckled down and figured it out and we got a routine going and, and we made it work and we, we made it work really well. We had, I had a really good, you know, after about a month or so, um, I was exclusively breastfeeding them and we did really well, but there was no help along the way. You know, I remember like finding La Leche League as well, um, emailing a little bit here and there, but it was just, I needed, I needed something more. Um, when my twins were about seven months or my son bit me, well, he didn't really bite me. He was just kind of sucked really hard. And I was doing a little bit of pumping as well and I'm feeding two babies. So it was a lot of a lot of activity going on there. And I had a really hard time healing that, that, um, that laceration on my breast. And I remember going into the hospital where I gave birth to them and asking to see a lactation consultant. And she came out and handed me two packs of lanolin and sent me on my way. And that was it. There was no, let me see, how did this happen? You know, let me tell you how to heal it. Nothing. There was nothing. Um, and from then on, it really kind of became like, this is crazy. Why are we doing this alone? You know, I don't, I don't get it. We're all here for the same purpose. We're all here trying to do the same thing for these families. And ever since then, it kind of really grew into more of a passion. I started working with the WIC department, which is, um, was a great, great, great experience. I worked in some inner city pregnancy programs, um, a lot of teen pregnancy, um, really just big in support of mothers. Um, I ended up getting a bachelor's degree 
in maternal child health with a lactation certification um, and a master's degree in health and wellness with a lactation concentration as well, along with my IBCLC. So it's like my focus is really like I feel like a lot of what I do, like you were saying with the attachment parenting, a lot of what I do is, is not even just about the breastfeeding. It's about parenting. It's about connecting with your baby. It's about... Mm-hmm making everything work and and being a family. Um, I talked to a mom today, came in to see me who her baby's about two months and going through that little, that little nighttime evening fussiness, you know, do you remember how they get so fussy and just cranky and irritable right at that evening time? And she was like, I just want to make sure that he's feeding. Okay. I'm like, he's feeding great. It's not a feeding issue. It's a, they're just, this is just how they are at times. You know, so it's a lot of the support is just not out there. So it's so important, like what you're doing and making people aware that this is not like, this is what everybody deals with all the time. And we shouldn't keep it a secret. We need to make sure that everybody is out there aware that this is parenting stuff. This is stuff we need to talk about. It's important. Well, that's kind of where I ended up where I am. Yeah, so I agree so much with what you're saying. It's um, everybody, you know, we, we live in a world where people are so isolated. You know, we live in these houses when people don't, you know, the, the, the you know, our extended families are, are all around, you know, we move around and that we we're, everybody's relying on this little, you know, our, um, our, you know, the immediate, the immediate family, like moms and dads and kids are just doing it alone. We don't have grandma's you know, back in like village settings and settings around the world, like, you know, there's grandmas and there's aunts and there's everybody going, oh, you know, oh, you know, that the elderly grandmother will come in and go, you, what are you doing? You know, you need to do it, you know, do it, you're doing it wrong and then just fix it. And then, and then everything's fine. And now we don't have anybody there. We don't, I've never saw when I started, when I latched my baby on for the first time, that was the first time I had ever seen anybody breastfeed. Yeah, me too. I had never, ever seen it. And, you know, because it's just not around. And so now it's no wonder nobody knows what's going on. And then there's no, you know, there is no help. It's like there's nobody around. There's and no you don't know who to call. I had no idea who to call. I mean, with my second child, I had my, my, my second one I had when I was, um, my first one was three. And I, 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 had, I had some, he wasn't like gaining much weight in the beginning. And I was already, I had been blogging and connected with all these people for years. And so I called called my friend, the lactation consultant, and I was like, what's the problem? Like, what? And she was like, oh, try this and this and this. And then the next week he was gaining weight. It was over. There was like, no, it was just like, no, there was no problem. You know, done and done and done. Exactly. It was so like night and day from the first time when I had nobody. I didn't know anybody. And yeah, so I agree. People are isolated. People are very isolated. Yeah, they are. And then it's just, I feel like too, I mean, social media is such a blessing, but at the same time, it can be such a curse and people go online to look for advice and they also feel like they can't even almost be honest with their feelings on things because they don't want to come out as if they're being a bad mom or as if they're not doing the right thing. And there's so much judgment happening as well. Um, and it just, it makes me sad. It makes me really sad because um, we're just all trying to, to do our best. Um, so what I'm hoping yeah. to do with our, with our badass podcast is to offer tons and tons of support to moms. 
um, moms, families, whoever, and to talk about some of the most prominent breastfeeding issues. So you and I are both, you know, pretty active in the breastfeeding field, and I work actively with moms um, every day, having babies and breastfeeding and, you know, whatever situation from birth all the way through, all the way through to weaning, actually. And um, every day I come up with something that I'm like, I need to post something about that because that is a, that is an issue that I hear a lot. You know, so we can totally talk about some issues that are coming up all the time. You know, you're blogging about things that are happening for you day to day that are very prominent. This is the kind of stuff we should be talking about. So I would love to be able to have us talk about a different, you know, different topics, um, different things that are affecting new mothers, things that they're worried about. Maybe it is weight gain on a, on a three week old baby. Um, maybe it's how to wean your three year olds, which I just had somebody message me about that yesterday. Um, so it's really all these kinds of things and to have the best, most up to date, recent information. Some of the information out there that you can find online is confusing and conflicting and just horrible. Some of it's just horrible. horrible. <laughs> it is. Straight up. I should say it, but yes. Yes. You're going to ruin everything if you do that. <laughs> horrible. Don't do that. Yes. So that yeah, is, I, I think we're going to, I would like hopefully for that to be our direction. So next podcast, we are going to talk about, um, Abby and I will find a great, great, great topic, and we are going to talk about it for a few minutes and see where we go with it, and hopefully it'll be of interest to everybody. And then as we go along, we would love to get some input on things that we should be addressing. Either you can reach Abby through the blog um, at this point, or we can, you know, we can start setting up some emails and stuff like that. Yeah, or you can send me an email at thebadassbreastfeeder at gmail.com and let me know what you'd like us to talk about. Fantastic. Fantastic. And we will do some badass podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Abby, it's been great. Yes. Thank you so much for talking with me. No problem. We'll see everybody, everybody next time. See you next time.